there, wildling. Welcome to the Tea and Tombstones podcast. Here, we discuss topics in relation to the wild spirit, and we are rewriting the themes of wellness to include the spectrum of hallowed ground we claim within ourselves and the haunted ground we conquer with reverence and honor. My name is Ashley, the creator and wolf child of Tea and Tombstones. With tarot cards in my hands and a howl in my throat, I welcome you here. Hello there, my dear spirits. I hope you are well, safe, and wild wherever you are at today. It is incredibly snowy and cold here in Conifer, and while that means that at some point I will have to help the grizzly bears shovel that snow, it is a gorgeous view from my office window, and I'm thankful for the snow. And I'm also thankful for you being here with me today as we discuss a topic in relation to tarot that has a lot of nuance and need for personal invitations and intuition to come forward. So today we're going to be talking about working with your deck and working with your guidebook. As always, these insights are ones that I have honed in from reading tarot for about five years now. But like anything else that I say on the podcast, anything that resonates, take it. It is yours now. Anything that doesn't, leave it here. Totally fine. Working with your deck is an extremely personal experience, and I encourage you to take whatever resonates and leave what doesn't with a perspective of curiosity and a willingness to continue to grow and evolve and change with your decks as you get new decks, as you learn new things in this world that have nothing to do with tarot. Both things will help serve your tarot readings and your tarot understanding and your intuitive knowing when you pull a certain card. The more you work with your deck, work with different decks, and hone in on tarot education resources like my podcast here, and just your own personal intuition, your insights will evolve gloriously. I promise you. I guarantee you. And when you look to connect things in the world or things in your spaces that have nothing to do with tarot that will also help your insights evolve. My insights are not what they were when I first started. Some of it I had to relearn, and I hope I can spare you that process. However, most of it was just a beautiful relationship unfolding and layering as it grew as all relationships that are healthy and strong do. So let's go ahead and start talking about working with your deck and with your guidebook. So the process begins, and we have our deck. Maybe it's a brand new deck, just opened it, and you're just chomping at the bit to start pulling some cards. Maybe it's a deck you've had for a while and you need to kind of rekindle that connection or maybe it's one of your tried and true favorites. It doesn't really matter. So we have our deck and we're ready to sit and pull some cards. The first invitation and encouragement that I would give is take some time to shuffle because at least in my opinion the shuffling process kind of helps me center into the space of receiving whatever insight is going to come forward from whichever cards i pull and the shuffling process also helps kind of shuffle away those distractions those perceptions or any sort of hindering energy that could dampen the intuitive flame The shuffling process can help if you visualize yourself kind of centering into that space and you have the sound of the shuffling, you have the tactile touching the cards of shuffling them, it can help again to just really kind of center, become sort of still in a way. After you've shuffled and you're now ready to pull your cards, go ahead and pull them whether it's a spread or just 
your daily card or just an intuitive pull, whatever you pull. And now we come to the cards being turned over. And now is time to just look at the image and try not to have a reaction of good card or bad card, not I wanted this card or I don't want this card. I know that that is hard and that's why I say simply try because we have natural reactions to pulling cards that we may not want to receive like the three of swords or the sun. We were going to have a maybe more of a gut reaction when we pull the cards over and that's why I say just sit with the card. Try not to have that reaction but even if you do just sit with it. Sit with that card or with those cards for just a few moments and just really take in the image. And more than anything, I would encourage you to try and avoid the pull reflex if you feel like there's a, a vacancy or a void in the connection to a deck or to a card that has come over. Try to avoid that pull reflex. I have an episode on that and I will link that for you in the show notes as to why I am really encouraging this um, space of softening and of stillness with the cards you have instead of just pulling at the deck again um, to get another card. So I will have that linked for you and you can listen to that if you wish. And the reason why I encourage this and all of this is because this is the raw and real relationship of you and your deck. It is stripped bare of the the reflexes, it's stripped bare of taking in another's words, you're taking in their imagery and you're taking in the artist's rendition of that card, but that is incredibly open to interpretation as all art is. So it is just you and the cards in that moment and that is where that raw and real relationship between you and your deck can really start to unfold. And now that you've taken a moment to forge that connection and start to create a sense of curiosity and nuance with your card, I would encourage you to start to write down what you see and what you feel and get it onto paper or get it in some sort of format that you don't just hold it in your head. If, if you want to, again, you totally can, but I find some of my most profound insights come from going back and reading very old journal posts and just seeing it how far I've come with a certain card. One in particular for me was the Emperor. My first experience with the Emperor was not a very positive one. It was a card that I never wanted to see come up, and now when it does come up, I am just overwhelmed. And overwhelmed in gratitude because I have really redirected how I see and work with this card and so when it comes forward for me now I'm very thankful and if you had a particular question specific inquiry or need with your card start to write down how this card's image can relate to that see what archetypes or meanings symbols or colors are found in your deck in your cards And as you start to grow your tarot understandings and you really get involved in the process of reading the cards and understanding them, your intuitive knowing with the cards individual fingerprints will be mostly consistent between decks. I have found and I would encourage the images to layer that understanding. There are certain decks that I pull or use for certain situations because I know I need that imagery or I know I need that energy 
and while the imagery doesn't completely change that intuitive knowing, again, it just builds on it and it encourages a more expansive understanding of each tarot card. And this is also where we can start to see how on the deck, off the deck, meaning there are things that have deepened my tarot understandings in my life that have had nothing to do with tarot. Even things like TV shows and other books I'm reading and music and poetry. All of these things help to layer an understanding of a particular card and between different decks, it's the exact same thing. And I say that because not to say that I don't think we should have a set or solid foundation of our intuitive knowings with each and every card. What I think is most beautiful in reading tarot is that because it's layered and because it's nuanced and because it's personal to me and it's going to be just the same for you, that is what helps to make each tarot reader unique. Even if we have that similar foundation of something like the tower bringing in needed change and often that change is not the most pleasant, it's a level of reducing and destructing and destroying the things that no longer serve. So while we can have that general understanding of a card like the tower or any card in the tarot deck, our own unique approaches and our own unique fingerprints enhance the fingerprint of the card in each and every card and that will help encourage a more expansive understanding of the tarot and will really make your tarot journey so much more personal and so much more powerful. And the beautiful part about this is that it doesn't matter what level of tarot reading you're on, whether you are brand new to reading tarot or whether you have been reading tarot for years, decades even, this is a process that continues to grow and change and evolve. I did mention at the beginning of the episode that there were some things that I had to unlearn. I had to unlearn how to see a card like the Hierophant as a spiritual teacher or a mentor or someone who had more knowledge than me. I had to unlearn those because they weren't helping me, they weren't serving me in my own personal readings, and they certainly weren't going to help serve any of my clients. While this does not have any sort of level of expertise when it comes to it, this podcast episode, if you are brand new to tarot, I say these things because I want you to know that if you have a very different interpretation than what's said in the guidebook or than what I say here or in the tarot book, whatever, that it's okay to have that. Like, there is nothing wrong with your interpretation if it's one that feels right for you. And if you have been reading tarot for decades and you feel that a meaning no longer holds true, it's completely okay to change, to grow, to evolve, and to rewrite our understandings and to deepen that intuitive knowing from a new place. So there were some things that I had to unlearn that I share because this is what I have found the most helpful in my tarot practice. And I just hope that wherever you are at on your tarot journey, that it becomes personal and that it becomes a very intimate experience. And it's not just someone or 
some resource telling you this is exactly what a card means and to take that at face value because then it kind of starts and stops with that and where's the fun in that? But with that being said, the guidebook is an important part of any tarot deck. I would never say it's not. So let's talk about how to work with the guidebook now that we have taken a few moments, a few minutes to really sit with the cards that have come forward and we're ready to really take in the the words that come with this deck. So now that you have the guidebook in your hands, compare what the guidebook says to your own journal writings. The guidebook is always there as a resource and many decks have very informative accompanying, accompanying guidebooks. A little bit of a tongue twister. And I will share some of my favorite ones from my personal decks. So compare what you wrote in your intuitive connection to the card and see how it's similar, how it's different. See how that can, again, create a sense of understanding. It's, it's very important to take in the words, but to take in the words with a little bit of understanding that the artist is creating the deck and then if they wrote the guidebook sometimes the artist won't write the guidebook someone else writes it um, so whichever it is with your personal deck or which, whatever it is you're using it's important to just note that there may be a little bit of not bias but they are coming to tarot interpretations again from their own point of view from the fingerprint of their own spiritual and physical journey in this world and that has shaped their interpretations so just keep the guidebook as a resource and know that it is there to accompany your readings but it's not more important than your own collective gathering and if you see some wild indiscrepancies between your writings and the ones that come in the guidebook really trust your own intuition first and foremost if you feel that your tarot intuition maybe needs some help you can obviously again use it as a resource and you can collect other resources to kind of help aid that you're not alone in your tarot journey i guess is what i'm trying to say is there are so many resources to help but at the very core of it should be your fingerprint on each and every card that deepens that intuitive knowing so grab the guidebook, compare your writing, see what's really similar. And you might be surprised at how the guidebook often will present things in a very surface way because it's a mass market product that they're selling to hundreds of thousands of people. And so your, in, your own writings are going to be very personal and unique to you. And then you can use that as a way to see if maybe something from the guidebook does really resonate or it does kind of awaken a part of that connection that maybe you wouldn't have seen because you're coming from your perspective. So again, it's a layering, it's a receiving, and it's an embracing that it's not right or wrong either way. It is just a deepening and a centering with this resource and collecting what you can from this experience to hone in that process down the road. If you continue to read tarot and you read for yourself, maybe you read for a few friends, if you want to start your own tarot business or your own tarot practice all of this is going to help and so the guidebook is not there to hinder but it's not the end-all be-all of your tarot interpretation one final thing that i would encourage or invite you to consider before we go into a little bit of a journey of discovery and using my tarot decks is to take those 
journal notes, any sort of writings that you have or pictures or prompts, anything like that. And if you really want to cultivate your intuitive knowing and make it concrete, maybe make it not feel more real, but make it something that's tangible, something that you can turn to at any given time, is to write your own guidebook. I have my own guidebook written and it is available for anyone who joins Patreon. They get a downloaded, um, they get a download link for my ebook and it has a written interpretation of every single card. And I still return to the guidebook that I wrote because I like to see how maybe what I'm feeling in that day or in that poll really resonates with a certain part of what I wrote and not another. And Again, it's just, it's another way to help kind of make that a more personal and real and tangible connection to write your own guidebook. And just to kind of see this in action a little bit, I thought we could go through the Five of Wands from my tarot decks. I will read just a few keywords or just like a sentence or two from the guidebook, and then I will read a passage from my guidebook to kind of show how I came to those insights and interpretations. I will have all of the pictures of all of my decks listed on Instagram. It will be posted there, and then I will have each deck listed in the show notes if you want to look at this deck further. So first from the Ostera Tarot, keywords are disagreement, competition, tension, and conflicts. And one of the sentence reads, this card indicates that there is tension and conflict going on and it is getting in the way of your ability to move forward with your goals. From the Dragon Tarot, it reads, resist the urge to score points and your enemy will end up exposing their own pettiness. The Shadowscapes Tarot reads, The world tosses dozens of obstacles in your path. When gathered together, these minor obstructions become overwhelming. Answer with renewed vigor. From the Herb Crafters Tarot, it reads, Anger is sacred. Burn through the slumber of helplessness and complacency. Resist. Women's rage is a force that will change the world. From the Wild Unknown, Scattered, Lack of Focus, Lost is a card of conflict. You may, you may find yourself scattered, distracted, tending to everything and nothing. From the Hush Tarot, Conflict, Strife. The ways ahead are troubled. Differences and opinions are becoming stumbling blocks. This is a time for change. And then finally, from the Mystical Dream Tarot, everything one does is guided by the inner wisdom. There is a great desire to plummet the depths in search of answers to life's mysteries. Heightened awareness leads to a gain in self-understanding and knowledge. So that is a little bit of a general narrative from my personal tarot decks. Obviously, some of the decks go into much more verbiage. There's a lot more words. I just didn't want to be reading nothing but guidebooks on this podcast. But we can see some similarities and some differences. One similarity that I see in my decks that you will see in the picture on Instagram is two of the cards have pictures of snakes kind of winding in and around these wands. Two of them have elements of water, so even though we are talking about the fire element, there's a lot of heartfelt energy in this card. There's a lot of heart emotions and heart intelligence. There's a little bit of the heart mind coming through in these cards or not coming through. And then we see lots of vibrant colors. On this one, there's foxes. I absolutely love the Five of Wands image from the Shadowscapes Tarot. And so we see a lot of snakes, a lot of foxes. 
The one from the Herbcrafters Tarot has black cohosh against a red barn with a white star, and there's one with the boat in it. So there's a lot of similar, but also not similar, um, depictions in these images and there's some similar narratives and some not so similar narratives so for instance there was one in the dragon tarot about not trying to score points and letting your enemy show their own pettiness and then at the very end with the mystical dream tarot it's actually saying that when we take the time to go inward and tap into our own spiritual understanding no matter how much of an edge that creates in the physical world, that is where the harnessing of wisdom will actually lead us to. It will lead us towards those goals that we wish to go to. So we can see a lot of differences and similarities. And so that's why I was saying before that I think the most helpful part in starting to read tarot or continuing your practice, evolving it to be more of service or just to uh, just to be present for your tarot reading. I'm not saying that if you've been reading for a while, you have to change just to be present with it and to be awakened to the inspirations and intuition that you get when you pull a card. We can see how sitting with the card first and the deck first and then going to the guidebook after you've written down some of your own thoughts and feelings can really kind of help to both link and also create maybe little separations between your knowing and the guidebook's knowing. There are some guidebooks for this card that do not resonate with me at all, and then there are others that really resonate. One, for instance, is the Herbcrafters Tarot with it talking about resisting and burning through the slumber of complacency and that a woman's rage is a force to change the world. I mean, hello, all on board for that. Yes, please. So some guidebooks are going to have some insights for certain cards. I'm like, no, that doesn't sit with me, but then others really sit with me. And then moving through that is how I get to my own interpretation. So I'm just going to read a short passage from my guidebook on the five of wands, just like one little paragraph, few sentences, because um, each one is about a page long and we don't need to be reading all of that. So from my guidebook, I have here, there is a need with this card to discern where your emotions truly lie. Are they coming from the presence you hold in this world, witnessing both the light and the darkness of life? Are they coming from unhealed wounds and coping mechanisms that are not serving you? Just as you shouldn't dampen your flame because of external resistance, neither should you dampen your flame because of emotions or thoughts that you put in your own way. You can see in that passage, or here in that passage, <laughs> you can hear in that passage how I was really kind of speaking to the water elements that were coming in and the emotions that are very clearly linked to all of these cards in some sort of way. And with this card in particular, I really started to, when working with it, see how there's this element of we need to not be gaslit into thinking that our anger or our rage or our resistance and that creating that edge is to be downplayed that it's just you being a, a bad person or being confrontational or being the thorn in the rose bush. It's nothing, I mean, 
it's not like that if it's coming from a very wholehearted and true place. But then there are other times where, as we're human, this happens where there's an unhealed wound or there's an emotion that we're not tending to and then that comes out in this level of rejection or this level of confrontation. And so that's why I wrote it that way to really say, if this is coming from a completely true place, then totally honor that. But don't be in your own way and trying to manifest and move on your spiritual journey and your wild reclamation by not taking the time to tend to those emotions because you need to tend to them as we all do. And when you tend to them, you will know what is the one that needs tending and what is the one that just needs to come forward and needs to be expressed because that is a part of the truth. So that is how I really like to work with the decks. I like to sit with the decks. And I think too, one final thing I wanna say is that I am always amazed at how when I start to cultivate and deepen my own intuition, even now after five years, I'm still amazed at how something will happen now. And then I go home and I kind of look in my little guidebook or pull out my notes and I'm like, yep, it's, it's right there, you know? And so that just goes to show that you have this ability to know the tarot, not learn the tarot. And I think there is a very big distinction. There were def, there's definitely when, when we're all beginners, there is an element of learning. We need to learn certain things with everything, but there's an element of knowing and we all have that. So if you feel that you need to connect with a deck, connect with a certain card, if you want to be more present in your readings, or if you're just really trying to find your own voice within all of these different tarot decks and guidebooks and podcasts and resource, I mean, in the mix of all of that, you want to find your own voice with that. This is how I, this is how I do it. This is how I continue to do it. And we're always going to be students of tarot. I say that all the time, but it's so true. So I'm always going to be learning and I can't wait to share that which I learn and that which I now know about the tarot with you. And I can't wait to hear that which you share with me and finding your own intuitive knowing and deepening that with the tarot. So that is it for this podcast. Thank you so very much for sitting with me, for listening with me. I would like to thank my Wraiths patrons, Lisa Zimmerman, Bobby McDermott, Deb Guy, and Zach Tate. As always, thank you for your continued support in the TN Tombstones platform. If you would like my full ebook of tarot card meanings, if you like the way that I read tarot and you want the full guidebook, and it's like a 40,000 word ebook and it's pretty, it's pretty beefy. Uh, you can go on to Patreon. Obviously, the link will be in the show notes, and you can become a patron there, and you will get the ebook and so much more. So stay safe, stay wild, keep howling, my friends, and until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening and for letting me into your day. If you liked this podcast and you enjoy the content of Tea and Tombstones, please like the show, rate it on iTunes, continue to listen to past and future episodes, and share with someone who would enjoy these fierce discussions. These are the best ways to show your support and it is greatly appreciated. If you would like to work with me in services of tarot guidance and spiritual allyship, please click the link in the show notes to be directed to my store and services page. Consider becoming a patron so you get an extra card every month, resources for the affirmation, and physical products that coincide with that third monthly card. Finally, come find me and say hi on Instagram. Keep howling, my wild one. <laughs>